What Keeps You Up at Night is brought to you by Plastics News, the essential news source for the plastics industry. Sign up today for a paid subscription to Plastics News. Options include print, digital, or group subscriptions tailored to your business's needs. Find out more at plasticsnews.com slash subscribe. I'm Brennan Lafferty, publisher of Plastics News. This is What Keeps You Up at Night. In good times and in bad, companies look to their respective associations for clear-headedness and guidance. With the outbreak of COVID-19, even veteran plastics processors are left looking for answers as they navigate a new reality. Record-setting profits and acquisitions for plastics companies are set to the side. Today's goal for many small businesses, survival. Troy Nix is the executive director of three associations, MAP, the Manufacturers Association of Plastics Processors, AMBA, the American Mold Builders Association, and ARPM, the Association for Rubber Products Manufacturers. Nix's team represents hundreds of businesses in the manufacturing sector. In a typical week or month, Nix's association organizes plant tours, shares best practices, and runs events for their membership. These are not typical times, but Nix and his team are busier than ever. They're still helping members, but the type of help has changed. Troy Nix joins us from Indianapolis, where his associations are headquartered. Hi, Troy. Thanks for taking the time today. Hey, Brennan. What's going on? Oh, a ton, a ton. But I don't need to tell you that. So, Troy, you've mentioned that you're on the phone now more than ever with your memberships. It got me to thinking, a lot of these are small businesses. What's their biggest concern today? Yeah, wow. Wow, you are you are correct. I actually just hung up the phone and... Uh, a, a business leader said that he's in a webinar, uh, he's webinar comatose. And it's just like, uh, that is the primary way that uh, we are uh, communicating information to our members. I just got off the phone. I was on the phone for about an hour and five minutes. I had 50 different executives, 50 companies on the line from the Northeast. And so what we're doing is we're breaking down areas of the country. We had 170 people on the phone uh, last Thursday. And, and what we're doing is we're creating engagement conference calls where people have the wherewithal to ask a question and then have their peers uh, basically uh, come in with, hey, here's what we're doing or here's what we're doing or here's a letter I can share with you, et cetera. And so what I've noticed and I'll get to your question, but what I've noticed in this in this time of crisis is that everybody's handled it a little bit differently, but there's a, an inkling of a best practice almost every time I turn around. Mm -hmm. And so if you're on enough of these calls that you can put this together. So I would say right now, if you look at the top uh, top issues of the of the small to mid-sized companies, I'd say number one is uh, taking care of their employees. Uh, that's first and foremost. You know, because we're going to come out of this, we're going to come out of this with a vengeance. Uh, we're going to have great opportunities. And I think uh, leading edge business uh, 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 leaders understand that. Uh, and so first and foremost, they know that uh, they're being watched and they're being judged. 
but they know first and foremost they have to take care uh, of their people and the families of the people that are working for them. This, the second thing, uh, and it's, it's very close to, to run and top, is, you know, how do I conserve my cash? Yeah. Uh, so right now, you know, vendors um, are de- definitely, you know, if you, anybody you talk to right now, what are they doing or what are they not doing? One of the things that they're not doing is they're either not paying their vendors or they're slowing that down significantly. And so, while uh, you know, what's your own personal strategy? But it, it comes down to, you know, cash is always king in a business. But right now, it's how do we save that cash because of the unknown? And I think that's one of the things as leaders, uh, Brennan, if I do a top three here in terms of the, their their challenges or their uh, the things that um, are, are really hitting them the hardest is the unknown. Mm-hmm. And so one could say I have a pretty strong balance sheet. And I have a strong balance sheet for three weeks or for a month or for six weeks or for two months. But we don't really know at this point in time. And so it seems like every time and every day that you wake up, you go through a new door and that gives you a new uh, opportunity to make visions and opportunity to, you know, for new challenges that you have to address. So I don't know if that's helped or not, but that's kind of what I'm seeing right now, uh, industry wide, nationwide. Sure. Sure. No, no, that's, that's great insight. Yeah. I think communication is high everywhere. I know it certainly is at our company at crane communications, as well as at plastics news, we're meeting daily with our leadership's teams, so it sounds very similar. Um, you, I, I believe we reported at Plastics News that you're planning a webinar for your members. Um, if that's the case still, when is it, and what's the goal of the webinar? Yeah, so we've had several webinars uh, this week even. And mm. So one of the things we are doing is because we have so many people that are getting on the phone at the same time, is that we virtually had to break uh, the United States into different uh, divisions or different uh-huh. sectors. Uh, so, so we literally, uh, I, I have two today. I have one at uh, uh, three o'clock today for the Midwest, and we have over a hundred uh, professionals that will be on that call. We just did the Northeast. We just did the state of California on Friday. The big one, one of the big webinar topics, and th- so those are engagements, actually, Brendan, kind of like what you and I are doing right now, mm. going back and forth and saying, how are you handling this? How are you keeping up morale? How are you conserving cash? What do you do if you have a, a positive test result in your organization? Things like that, right? Mm-hmm. But tomorrow, we're actually going to bring on a couple of experts that um, you know have a lot of history, have a, a lot of experience at running businesses. Uh, it's actually going to be Scott Walton uh, and Lori Harbor of Harbor Results. We're going to have a 30-minute overview on crisis management and basically, you know, how do you protect your cash? And so that'll be 11 o'clock Eastern Standard tomorrow. And the purpose of that, uh, obviously, is to get some best practices on the table initially, but then ensuring that we allow plenty of time for Q&A so that uh, our members and and, and we're actually been opening this up because, man, it's critical to the industry, even to non-members. We believe in that. And and to allow that open uh, Mm Q&A to to generate new ideas and new thought processes. So that's tomorrow at 11. And then on Friday at 2 p.m., uh, this is phase two of our COVID-19 update. Uh, we have a, a law firm in, in Benish uh, located in, in the state of Ohio uh, that is our legal counsel. And um, they basically are helping uh, our members to better understand uh, with the new laws and regulations with uh, extended uh, uh, sick leave, uh, with the modification of the FMLA uh, that, the, that the administration just signed. And Brennan, I'm sorry, I don't have all the, uh, I think it's called the FFA or something like that. Um, uh, Family First Act, I, mm-hmm. I believe, and how that act really applies to the business. And uh, they're supposed to have an official notice going out today, uh, providing us, I think, a, a week advance notice of our April 
second date, uh, which is when all this uh, uh, these new orders and legislation is supposed to go into into effect. Mm. So Friday is kind of our phase two at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard, uh, just to help our members better understand it. And you know, believe it or not, it's interesting. Things are changing so fast that even the experts uh, are having some difficulty at applying the new concept to business. And so it's, you know, they're learning as well as we are. So it's been, it's been a pretty interesting ride so far. Yeah. No, yeah. Interesting to say the least. So I, I assume if, uh, if a listener or a reader of plastics news were to go onto the map website, they could sign up to attend any of these webinars that are coming down the line. Yeah, most definitely. Just like, uh, just like you, you know, you go into the events tab, uh, everything is listed. And also, uh, we've got a special uh, uh, COVID-19 section on the website. We are getting tons of resources. And that includes actually submissions uh, from our member companies that say, hey, I have this to provide. So uh, Myco Plastics uh, just yesterday sent us their their letter that all their employees are carrying around when they're uh, coming into work because they're deemed themselves an essential business. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, we're, we're trying to have that uh, basically to be our resource center because our phones are inundated right now uh, with people calling in and needing help. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. So it's very interesting about the essential businesses tag. That leads into my next question. You know, Michigan, Ohio, other states are joining in, restricting travel, only allowing, as you said, essential businesses to operate. Now, many of processors out there are essential. Um, from your conversations, do they plan to stay open? Do they have the workforce who are willing to come in? Uh, and and have you heard from companies who are concerned that they're not essential? Maybe what they make, you know, in their minds might not fall into essential. What what are you hearing from both sides of this? Yeah, man, Brendan, that is an intense question. I, I'd love to put a disclaimer off before I say anything sure. because, you know, I'm not an attorney, but I, I feel like I, I could almost speak uh, to the different uh, orders uh, that the governors of different states have put out. And mm. I will say that it, it is definitely this distribution of people that uh, have identified themselves as non-essential that uh, depending upon what state you're in, uh, maybe a consumer good uh, that, uh, you know, is just a, a common household item that is really not needed right now. Mm. I've had, I have members right now that have shut down uh, portions or their entire facilities. Uh, also have members um, uh, not voluntarily shutting down, but shutting down because their customers are shutting down, right? Uh, so if you're uh, part of the automotive industry, which I have a lot of members that are 100% automotive, uh, some of them, Brennan, right now are, are not making any parts. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that that's kind of, you know, I'm shut down because I don't have any orders. And then Obviously, we have a lot of members that are kind of in between that. And so if you look at the different mandates, so it's interesting because if you go uh, the state of Pennsylvania, uh, I believe that governor's order actually called out plastics as essential, which is absolutely awesome. Yeah. And we're, we're trying to push more of that. However, uh, if you go into the state of Michigan, I believe uh, the, the Michigan order is basically, you know, essential businesses are and they list them. Yeah. And so technically what they're saying there is that if you're not directly involved with that sector, uh, then, you know, you're deemed as non-essential. So, you know, it comes down now to this concept of interpretation. So I've been on the phone. Uh, we've had several different webinars and engagements with legal counsel. And, um, you know, this concept of, you know, if you think that you're not essential, but you feel that you are essential, you know, the thing is left up to interpretation right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I can 
I can deem, you know, we just got off the phone. We had a, a, a member basically say, you know, I supply part A that touches part B in another industry, and that industry ends up tar- uh, touching medical. Uh, so we deemed ourselves uh, as essential. So what it comes down to is, I, I guess, and I hate to say this, but uh, I have members, and this is their entire life. I have business owners with they created their businesses and they've got 20, 25, 30 years in them, and, and they're seeing the possibility of, of maybe not being in business in two or three months. And so if they have orders, they're coming in and they're saying, uh, we're, we are essential and we will do everything we can to protect our employees. So uh, what I've seen across the board is that people are definitely following uh, the CDC guidelines. I just got off the phone with with one company that is actually using uh, their 5S protocol in their lunchrooms to where they're taping off areas where you can eat right. and ensuring that there are six feet, uh, six feet of distance in the, in the lunch tables and et cetera. Uh, so they're going, you know, above and beyond uh, to, to make sure their people are safe. So I, I would say interpretation right now, Brendan, is, yeah. is really what it's coming down to. Yeah, sure sounds like it. Well, it sounds like people that you're talking to are being smart about it. And obviously they've got businesses to protect and they feel a real sense of loyalty and ownership to their employees as you would, as you would expect them to. Um, so Troy switching gears just a little bit, single use plastics, as we all know, have really gotten a black eye in the last 12 to 18 months today, though, the material is front and center with shields, gowns, other protective equipment from germs and disease. Uh, you know, it's 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 uh, does the heart good to think about the other side of this crisis. When we get to the other side of this crisis, do you think the viewpoint of plastics changes in the general public? Yeah, I think we have a, an amazing opportunity uh, at this point in time, and and um, you know, I, I think there's definitely an opportunity for a positive spin. You know, think about this, Brennan. Uh, I just got off the phone with a company out of Wisconsin, and uh, they have an opportunity. They're they're not in the ventilator business right now, but uh, they've got an opportunity to be in one. And the uh, the company CEO asked me if if I knew how many components were actually in a ventilator, and um, I said, you know, just off the top of my head, a hundred. And he came back and he told me that. Um, in the specific ventilator that uh, they're looking at getting involved with, but there are 675 components in this ventilator system. Mm. And he indicated that there are 175 plastic components in this one ventilator system. You know, what does that tell the American public about our industry and the importance of our industry right there? I think that um, our plastics industry uh, association, PIA, has a tremendous opportunity to build on this momentum and to inform the public as well as the, uh, the American Chemi- uh, Chemistry Council has, has the opportunity to, to build on uh, what's going on right now and, and place our industry uh, where I believe it needs to be, and that is uh, front and center, uh, and, and the fact that we're solving problems and, and we're actually saving lives at this point in time, and we need to build on that. So I, I do think we have a, a great opportunity to change uh, the, the image uh, of, of our industry sector. Yeah, I would agree. Now, Troy, for a moment, uh, let's talk about your business, um, MAP and your other associations. You, you run plant tours. You're all about best practices. You run conferences. Have you rescheduled any of those that were set in the calendar and, and I think for our listeners and readers out there, they love your benchmarking conference, which is always in October. Uh, as of today, is that still a go? Oh, wow. Yeah, you hit it. You hit a spot, man. It's my spirit. 
Mm. That spirit is how we bring people together. Because, man, when you bring people together, uh, it, it's, it's incredible. Just like our conference, man, people come together and they share. When they share, they get smarter. They become better business leaders. And ultimately, you know, they're running better companies and making more money. And so, um, you know, I look at things, you know, from a short-term standpoint. And this is unfortunate. You know, last week, uh, we had to cancel our first open enrollment at the United States Military Academy at West Point. Uh, we basically uh, teamed up with uh, with academy, the academy personnel, uh, combat veterans, and combat leaders to uh, to put together leadership development for our members. And we had to cancel our program last week, and it and it killed me because we've been working on this for over three years and had to pull the plug on it. But now, uh, with that being said, short term wise, yeah, I mean we're we're doing what we can a to make sure that our our employees are safe. And B, obviously, we have to ensure that our members and the member executives that we bring together are safe. And so everything for, for the time being has been postponed. With, with, with that said, um, I will tell you that um, we are very optimistic that we still plan on holding our 2020 benchmarking conference in October uh, at the Marriott Hotel in downtown Indianapolis. Uh, Hopefully, uh, the hotels will be open by then, uh, Brennan. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. It's kind of it's kind of day by day, but yeah, most For definitely. Sure. Uh, you know, one of the things I, I'm I'm looking forward to, uh, Brennan, and if this thing lasts another month, if it lasts another two months or three months, mm-hmm. uh, there will there will be a time where will this will go away, and I'm hoping that this reunion we're able to actually bring together the people in our industry under one roof and actually celebrate the fact that we're going to be on, uh, you know, out of this and, and uh, climbing back, climbing back to prosperity. Uh, so that's what I'm looking forward to right now. Yep. Yeah. It sounds like uh, yeah, a big group hug is in our future, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah most definitely. <laughs> All right, Troy, one last question for you. You run multiple associations. You're an author. I believe you just published the book, Eternal Impact. You're a motivational speaker, and speaking from experience, when people are in the audience listening to you speak, when you are done, they want to run through a wall that you, you're so inspiring. What do you, what's your message today for plastics, rubber, mold builders out there who are worried about their company, who are worried about their team? What do you say to them? Yeah, this is interesting. Um, I opened up one of my webinars uh, the other day, I, I got an email right before the webinar, and it's going to be uh, very difficult for me to finish this. Hmm. But um, the, um, the the email before the webinar was uh, was a friend of mine who, who's in the industry, and he told me that he just lost his father uh, on Monday evening. Hmm. And then he goes into this uh, chaos, right, this chaos that we're involved in. Yeah. And so um, the um, when he lost his father, they kept, because of all the COVID issues, they kept his mother out of the room, and they're in deep, uh, deep part of Mississippi. And um, and then finally, uh, they went and got his mother. And when his mother came in, uh, the the hospital personnel must have went through um, his father's uh, a wallet and found out he was a veteran. So when her mother, uh, his mother came in, uh, his body was draped uh, with our colors. Mm. <clears throat> and um, at that point in time, the the hospital's uh, protocol. Uh, is that they parade the veteran uh, with the draped flag um, through the hallways. Right. And um, everybody stood at attention, and they paid respect to this man. And it was interesting because that comment right there and what followed from Matt, he said, the little things in our lives matter. And so for, for all the leaders, Right. What this means and what how I translated this 
is that we as leaders need to understand that it is the little things right now. Mm-hmm. And we're running 100 miles an hour, but every once in a while you got to take a step back and say, man, they just told me about their grandmother who's not doing well. I just had that happen this morning and I kind of glazed over because my life is running so fast and I'm reeling that back in and I will make a call right after this to say, hey, you know, Susan, how are you right now? Mm-hmm. It's the little things that matter uh, as leaders. And I think that uh, it matters more now and it's more magnified now uh, in the times of a crisis than it, than it ever is. So I guess that's one of the things that I want to just uh, tell all the listeners right now. Hopefully they've made it this far through my rambling uh, to understand the importance of the little things and the respect uh, of, and human dignity of one another and what that builds for the future. Yeah. No, I'm. Wow. Thank you. Thanks uh, so much, Troy. And uh, yeah, Troy, I, I know how much that story means to you as a graduate of West Point as well. So um, thank you for your service. Thank you for what you're doing uh, for your membership and for this industry um, and for the rubber industry and the mold builders as well. Um, my best to you and your family and uh, my best to your team uh, at MAP in Indianapolis. Thank you so much, Troy. Thanks a lot, Brent. I appreciate the opportunity. You bet. Take care. My thanks to Troy Nix, Executive Director of MAP, the American Mold Builders Association, and the Association for Rubber Products Manufacturers. And thank you for listening to What Keeps You Up at Night. I'm Brennan Lafferty, publisher of Plastics News. What Keeps You Up at Night is brought to you by Plastics News, the essential news source for the plastics industry. Did you know the Plastics News Data Store has dozens of rankings and lists to help you drive your market intelligence? From medical molders, thermoformers, and much more, the Plastics News Data Store has information you need. Find out more at plasticsnews.com slash data dash lists.